Jesus. So we're starting. Um, actually, you're just starting this one. You were the cool. one with the idea about it. Yeah. Today we're talking about small talk. Small talk. Yeah. That's very popular in this country. Yeah. So what? how would you define small talk? I feel like by the meaning that this culture gives to it, it's just when you encounter someone in the line for the grocery store, and you're like, oh, hi, and you make your voice <laughs> a little more high pitch, yeah. and you're like, hi, and the other person goes, oh my god, hi, <laughs> and they go even higher pitch, so they... It's the, always a competition. Yeah, it's a competition for <laughs> who has the best falsetto. <laughs> um, and then you just ask, so how are you, and obviously it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Oh, they don't give a yeah. crap about you. The, the train <laughs> should be like, could be in the middle of your house. It just yeah. stroke your house, but in the middle. And they're going to say, oh, I'm fine, I'm doing great. How are you? And then obviously you're not going to be the one that says, oh, I'm not that good right now. I'm no. going through some challenges. Yeah. You're going to say, oh, I'm great too. And then you ask, obviously, so how are the kids? Uh -huh. If you have kids, uh -huh. and obviously, you know. You're gonna have kids. Um, you gotta roll through all the questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the basics. All the basics. I think that's small talk for me. It's like a conversation yeah. that has no meaning at all. You don't actually care about that person. Mm -hmm. You're just doing it because society has told you, hey, you need to do this in order to look polite. Yeah. Is that the same for Could, you? Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Okay. Um, yeah. So, what would you say are like the biggest questions that people ask? Obviously, how are you? It's always like, how's it going? How are you? How is everything? <laughs> yeah. But like, other than the the number one, what would you say? Um, well, you know, I don't have kids, so they don't ask how are the kids. They usually ask, so what what have you been up to? Mm -hmm. I have to say, I mean, sometimes I want to say, so the other day I was showering i i pooped you know <laughs> before coming here do you really want to know what i'm up yeah. to <laughs> what have i been up to well i'm still eating mm -hmm. i have to eat every day <laughs> but i feel like they ask more to know um if i what am i doing i feel like that's the question like mm -hmm. so what are you working on are you still doing this or like mm -hmm. that's what i feel like the actual question is I feel like it's more of a measure of like how big of things are you doing right now that should I feel good about myself or Ex should yeah, I exactly and it's kind of like you could get all of this information from Instagram it's going to be base level anyway so why don't you just go to my Instagram <laughs> and see, see what shit I've been up to and then you can feel good or bad about yourself it's gonna be the same not right answers because you just yeah. post things that you want people to see and exactly it's rarely exactly. you see someone I'm, actually yeah and i'm only going to tell somebody in small talk the things that i want them to know i'm not going to say yeah actually karen it's been a really shitty week i had a breakdown and all of this stuff happened like i'm not going to say that in the grocery store line yeah it's very cool like i've i there's a um, ted talk i forgot who said it but everybody should look it up it's called big talk i think TED Talk, it's called Big Talk, and it's about uh, this woman teaching how you can skip the small talk, uh, small talk and actually go to actually things that actually matter. You Was know, it like by Brene Brown? Maybe, I don't know. I don't she, that sounds like something she would do. That sounds like her, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I don't know if it was her, and I don't want to say if it was, um, but it's actually pretty interesting, you know, like how to just skip it. Like, 
why do you have to go through this introduction that uh, society has made polite or the actual things that you have to say in order to look good right. and not actually ask things that actually matter like yeah. hey wh what have you done that is cool or um, what challenges or, or I don't know but again it is hard because you they are already expecting you to ask certain things and yeah it's kind of it's hard for people who doesn't have that um, mind frame to actually engage on a big talk it will you will have to talk to the right person because oh for sure if you ask someone that has been doing small talks their whole life and they have no interest in actually connecting with mm -hmm. you as a human being then obviously you're just wasting your time yeah I definitely have my small talk people and my big talk people <laughs> how, how do you divide them like what what makes them part I think small talk is like people that like this sounds awful but like people that I don't really care about like that I'm just an acquaintance with maybe we went to high school and we're in some classes together mm -hmm. or went to college together and had mutual friends just people that like society tells me that I need to be friendly to um, but people that I don't really care to connect with or get to know um, and then the people that I have big talk with is people that like have actually had an impact in my life people that I want to keep around um, and that's how I delineate because I want to like genuinely know how they're doing I don't want to know that they're fine or they're okay or what like I, I want to know what has brought you joy in the past week you know like that that's kind of my main question that I ask people and I'm a little proud of um, like at work if uh, if we're having to like connect with people and spend time with them, whatever, um, my main question is always what has brought you joy or what brings you joy? Like, especially in the time of COVID, the number of conversations that I've had with people like catching up with old friends, that kind of thing, um, pretty much every one of them at some point I've asked that question because I feel like that's something that people don't really put a lot of uh, they don't. Are you okay? Yeah, that was a slip. <laughs> you, you can carry it. Good. Um, I feel like people don't really consider joy that often in their lives. Like, it happens, sure, but they don't really focus on uh, it. I mean, how how can you focus on it when society never puts that as a priority? Yeah, exactly. So I I want to like make people conscious of that and be like, what are you doing for yourself? Which is a question I need to ask myself. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I feel like it's it's something that gets people thinking, and and it's more than just what are you putting on your Instagram? Like, what is what do you want the world to know about you, and what are you trying to hide from the world? It's really like getting to the deep, like that big conversation of what are you doing to improve your own happiness and not give a flying f about society gotcha that that is um that is something that for example in case of if i encounter someone you know that i know um is not ready to do a big talk and i am able to bring a big talk about it but we are not in the right place to do that so I will consider myself guilty of doing small talks whenever I encounter people in places that I, number one, don't have time for big talk. Um, 
And number two, even if I initiate a big talk, they are not going to really understand mm-hmm. what, like, why am I asking this? Because um, you have also here, and in, in, in I don't blame anyone that is a victim of this or um, behaves like that. Like every question that is out of the small talk might be seen as a weird question. Like, mm-hmm. why are you asking it's this? Controversial. Yeah, like, what, like what, why do you want to know? Yeah. Like, you should only ask how am I and then like regular <laughs> things, you know, like it's kind of uncomfortable. What, what the cool thing about it is when you do find that person that can do a big talk, that is that is one of the coolest things, you know? Even though you don't have to be best friends with that person, when that person is able to, for example, if that person asks me, so tell me, what, why that, what has been the coolest thing you have done or whatever, however deep, like what has become your passion lately? Mm-hmm. How, how is your passion doing? Uh, how happy have you been lately? Mm-hmm. Or um, how many challenges have you overcome? Or what is your strategy to... I don't know to bring more happiness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that in that moment you realize, okay, n- I can actually say things, and obviously, I will either tell them what I'm doing, one of the what are the things that I enjoy doing, or what has brought me happiness. For example, oh, I just learned how to skydive, and that will go into oh my god, mm-hmm. into a genuine reaction, not like oh I'm good, I, I'm. I'm I'm doing great. Oh, that's so good. Like you have to say, oh, that's so good. But you're actually saying like, oh, the same lame answer I get every time I ask the same <laughs> question, you know, instead of being like a different answer because you're asking the same question over and over. And what, when that joy arises from a big talk and, and I tell you, oh, I'm being skydiving, you tell me, oh my God, that's so crazy. And then with the same passion that started, ignited that conversation, I will ask you, well, tell, tell me about you, like how... What are you doing? What, what has been the, the, I don't know, how's your passion developing in your life? Or um, what have you realized that you didn't know that now is making you live a better life? And, and at that point, we stop in another wall. Like, how many people are asking themselves that question? And how many people know what even their passion is? Mm-hmm. Even when you think you know your passion, you, you actually don't. Like, yeah, and, and I feel like when you ask those questions, you're making that person stop and think. So no longer is it this regurgitated answer that they've been practicing over and over of like, I'm good, the children and wife are fine. You know, like that yeah. that answer that they have ready to go. Like a robotic answer. Yeah, exactly. You're catching them at a, I don't want to say a vulnerable point, but you're catching them and almost challenging them to really think. And I feel like that's sort of the whole point of conversation, right? Yeah, I mean... Do you imagine instead of like this is something that I sometimes um, I don't usually do this here in in, in the United States, but I usually uh, I used to do it back home and I used to say, "Are you having fun in life?" Mm-hmm. And then it br- it brings them to the to the thought of, "Oh, I'm actually supposed to have fun yeah. in this life," you know? Yeah, surprise. Yeah, like, and and they they act surprised, you know, like, mm. yeah. Yeah, I have been having fun, you know, and, mm-hmm. it, and it changes the whole frame from, oh, um, you know, life is hard, um, we're managing, or yeah. whatever answer they want to give you when you actually ask how, like, how really they're doing. But if you frame it, are you having fun, then that makes you think, even though I have all these challenges, I'm enjoying this. Like, I am actually, yeah, this I'm having fun with life, you know. And I feel like big talks are not only good to the person that initiates, 
it also good for the person that is engaged with it and for both of them because you can get like honestly good insights about how that person thinks you get to know the person better you get to get deeper bonds and, and have experiences that actually will feed like that you will feed from and different perspectives that you can utilize also in your life right. um, we always have that one friend that no matter what he says what he's thinking you know and, and he, he will say it no matter where it is and people laugh uh, at that friend but also people respect them for being able to have the courage to say those things you know um, and I feel like there should be a balance between that type of person to the person that just says what people are expecting to I feel mm -hmm. like you should always convey like say like what actually you want to say but in a way that the other person might digest it so that person can use it right so it's like me saying just everything and just spreading it out like a crazy hose in the in the backyard rather than trying to aim the hose but with my own message and, and for that person to give the same back to me. And, and the question rises is, should we do big talk with everyone or should we just keep it to people that we think mm. should use it? Like what, what would you like, for, let's say John at Kroger's, John, the guy that <laughs> bags your groceries or the guy that is working there. Should you just, just randomly engage with John and say, hey John, um, do you want to have this big talk with me? And, and, and you lock eyes with him and you're like, do you do you want this, John? Do you want to have a big talk? And, <laughs> and he's like, my shift ends in two minutes, please. <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, John might be confused. Like, but it, like, what would you do? Like, would you engage with everyone? Would you uh, like give someone an opportunity to have a big talk with you? Or how would you determine who should you have a big talk with? I think, number one, it depends on time. If you can see that somebody is like in a hurry, they're trying to get out of there, like you gotta respect that. But at the same time, it could be better for them if you make them stop and think. So I just contradicted myself, which is fine. But <laughs> so what's your answer? Like, <laughs> well, you don't have to choose a side, but how would yeah. you go about it? Actually, one thing that I think you do very well is you catch people off guard and it might not be a big talk question but you'll ask them some like random question something that might be a little controversial or something that might just catch them off guard because it's ridiculous and that might not make them become very existential and think about like what is the meaning of life but it'll make them stop and like be more present and be less like caught up in this system that we call life and it makes them really think about like the importance of this moment right now and laughing at what some guy just said that is absolutely ridiculous like I think there's almost a an in-between between small talk and big talk that's like ridiculous talk that's what I'm gonna yeah. say ridiculous talk okay that has the same purpose as big talk but it's it's with somebody that like you still want to you still want to give them the benefit of big talk of like expanding their mind making them more present whatever else but it's not something that's going to take all day you know what would you say um i don't know here is is a question that i haven't thought about but for me i honestly don't care if the person wants to have a big talk with me or not. <laughs> You're just like, sorry. Yeah, here I'm, we go. I'm, I'm gonna go for it, or I'm gonna. I feel like sometimes there there are people that make you wake up 
um, about I can also laugh while I'm working. You know, um, mm -hmm. usually when I go through the drive-throughs um, of different <laughs> um, food chains that I should not be eating, by the way, but I do every now and then. Um, I try to like make them have fun. I still don't make them lose their time. You know, they're working yeah. and I have cars behind me, but I make them like, what is going on? You know, like the that abrupt change of patterns makes you like hey what's going on it's the same when you're sleeping you know like yeah. if you're sleeping you have a pattern or or that is your ac running you know the sound of your fan or the sound the street sound that you're already used to but an abrupt change will wake you up will mm -hmm. take you out of that sleep Definitely. so i i feel the same when it comes to conversation i for me to have a small talk is very hard you know like <laughs> If, 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 if I don't I don't care where they are I might look like a crazy person but I just get really bored out of like small talks and this culture it's not a bad thing but this culture is big on small talk you know it's like it's a great culture for it if you want to practice mm -hmm. small talk it's like country club culture yeah yeah and it's is funny because when I when when I think how I used to talk to people back home um, the difference between how the conversations go and and how they go here is is big you know because mm -hmm. it's, it's a different way of um going about life over there you kind of see everything as a laugh as a as a party or as a let's make fun of this and if even if it's a big issue and they 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 usually lower their voice and goes like oh but you know that john died <laughs> the guy that you were talking we call that tragic fact yeah. in my family. And then uh, as soon as you say that, uh, I might say, but you know, John used to drink a lot. Maybe he was just partying. He died happily. You know, like at the end, it yeah. just revolves in like more laughs and stuff. And I feel like it's, it's a cool perspective. Uh, at the end, the two difference from the, the small talk here and the small talk there, it might have the same effect. Um, at the end, having a big talk, like an actual significant talk with someone will require a certain level of uh, bonding before but I have encountered situations where I talk to people that I have never ever met before mm -hmm. and it's and we're able to talk about things that are actually meaningful to us instead of just like how can I talk to this person so that this person don't think that I'm crazy and the person is actually thinking the same thing and but we are both crazy so why not embrace our craziness exactly. and just just go for it you know I feel um, at the end of it all that small talk or big talk the important thing is that you get to connect with whoever you are crossing pathways because not I believe nothing is a coincidence and there's always something that you can learn or teach to the other person. I feel like that opportunity should not be missed so many times and constantly. You know, if you're a teenager, a kid, obviously, just do small talks and do do you. But once you get to the point where you're actually able to think, like the amount of knowledge that is available to you just by the people that you know, is is incredible. It's insane. Like I honestly believe that there that one person, one I, I don't know. I'll say I. I believe that I can learn something from every person I meet because everybody has such a different perspective. You know, like even if it's a baby, if I talk to a baby, yeah, to a toddler that doesn't even talk, so how can you they, learn something? I'm I'm gonna be able to get some kind of reaction from them, some kind of emotion. Maybe they're crying, 
and I'll be able to see like this is kind of falling flat, like flat but I feel like even <laughs> with a baby even with someone that doesn't talk you know I can see that like they are experiencing something very different and so it doesn't matter what that message is it's the fact and like you might not even agree with what the person's saying but you're taking into account a different perspective than your own and I think that's invaluable it doesn't matter who the person is if they have the most education in the world or if they're a first grader you know which by the way I think children have so much insight like we should all be listening to children um maybe not like pubescent teens but (laughs) but children so with with the DR and the US have you seen a difference between how people go about big talk like obviously it it sounds like in the u.s big talk is like less of a thing people are especially with strangers they're more inclined to enter into small talk first yeah but other than that what other differences have you seen um well i i always bring this point into attention to people that ask me about my culture and the difference um, from this culture and the culture from an island in the Caribbean that is a whole different setting is that over there um, there are less boundaries of the things mm-hmm. that you can ask and how deep you can go into someone's life um, you might ask oh how's your sexual life going how's that and over there um, most people will either laugh and answer you and say oh don't worry I'm doing good or <laughs> or whatever you know um, but here, uh, I feel like if you ask the same question, they might be felt um, what you call here the word um, awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might feel uncomfortable with you. They might not be able to keep engaging in the conversation because they feel so, uh, I don't know, uh, awkward that they just don't want to keep talking to you anymore. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's not that I want to know about the details of your sexual life. But it's part of every human life, you know? Even if you decide to be an asexual person that doesn't have any type of sexual interaction or if you're a very active, I feel like it's part of a human life that we all do. But at the end, we have determined here that that is something that is private. Off limits. Yeah, off limits. And you will never hear someone talking about, how are you defecating? Are you are you doing well? Is it flowing <laughs> gracefully or are you having struggles? Um, and that is something to be offending. Obviously, that might not be a subject that you want to talk about constantly. But some certain questions, um, I feel like here there there is a whole list of things that you should not talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized... Um, with people here that you you do not talk about money Mo, to most with most people here you you don't want to talk about money that you is cannot true. say how much you earn cannot say how, what your goals are um, it's kind of like a taboo type of thing <clears throat> it's seen as tacky it's seen as tacky all right so it's I feel like that's the main difference like the restrictions that I that you get here mm-hmm. in this culture about the things that are correctly to talk about and um, there's less restrictions over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's easier to engage in those type of topics and get out of them with with um, grace without mm-hmm. having to be like, oh my God, we were so awkward when you asked that question. You know, like, it's just a regular question. Um, but apart from that, again, I, I always say this, every culture um, 
either if this uh, culture is big on significant talks or a culture is big on small talks they allow different things to to happen you know when you mm. when you have this culture you have very, a lot of small talk uh, you have more of a private and uh, you get more distance that's true that um uh, it allows you for more respect to the person so like you do you uh, i'm not gonna ask you don't worry just just live your mm -hmm. life um that in the other hand a culture is big on significant talking um, you might feel sometimes that you're being invaded by the questions that they're mm -hmm. asking if you're not willing to answer but since it's normal to ask there then now you feel obliged or, mm -hmm. or that you have to so I feel like at the end there's a balance and obviously if you're a person that like self-improvement or um, being more open about this type of things at the end it doesn't matter if you have a small or a big talk with someone um, and I feel like at the end conversation the fact that we can talk that we're using the language to communicate something is a beautiful thing but it's also a double-edged sword mm -hmm. because um, when we go to language we have some words that are curse words that we're not able to say because they mean something that is ugly or whatever um, but also there are limitations within language they might there might be some thoughts in my mind that I want to express that I am limited by mm -hmm. the language that we're using so at the end the amount of um, how much you can understand me will be also affected about what language we're using you know there are certain things that you can express better in a different language mm -hmm. uh, let's say Italian or French or Spanish or I know Japanese that you can express in English um, and it's is part of com communication and that's when you enter a moment of how well this person is understanding what I'm saying or are they seeing it from the same it's it's hard to convey emo the, the real like if I ask you a minute let's say let, let's put this example explain what anger is to me without using any other emotions in, oh my in god the it's impossible you cannot explain emotions in words I don't think you don't think <laughs> <laughs> no I think honestly you talking about that made me think about the language of music and how that can convey something completely like outside the bounds of language exactly that's and, a like, great example there there are things that I cannot say in words that I can express with sound you know like you can express heartbreak in so many more um, let's say in so many more like sounds or pitches or whatever than you ever can in words because if I if I play if I have like a set of strings playing a, um, a minor chord together you feel that pain that's a little bit harder to convey in words at least for me I think it, it differs per person but like but but I feel like Music is one of those languages that helps you convey something that you can't in words. You yeah. are so limited with the with the words that you have. Uh, yeah, and I agree a hundred percent. And music is one of those languages that we might not be able to communicate on a day to day type of communication. Like, oh, 
I, I need deodorant. You know, you cannot go and play a, a song on the guitar without speaking. That will make the other person understand, I need yeah. deodorant. You know? That's true. So I feel like for that purpose, music is better to convey emotion and, and, and transfer emotion from mm -hmm. the caster to the receiver. Um, and at the end, conversation is good as long as we use it for good purposes. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you are going to talk to someone, make it a little bit something that is memorable for you and the other person. Like, what is the use of just using this canned, uh, canned material that mm -hmm. you use opening every time you mm -hmm. have to? Um, I mean, uh, this has been a very good talk. Do you have anything else to say before we close this one? Last thing I will say is I had a teacher once tell me, like, don't waste your words. Basically, like, you only have so many words in your life that you will end up saying. And I know it's it's not dependent on, like, reaching X number of words. But she basically was saying, like, don't waste a breath saying something that doesn't contribute anything, that doesn't, like, make you happier or that doesn't like bring anything interesting to the table um which you know is not um as simple as it sounds yeah because then you won't be able to have yeah simple exactly because well, who gets to say what is worthy yeah. but the the basis behind that was basically like small talk is useless if it's not gonna do anything mm, yeah you. i agree i also thought about an example of um, someone trying to explain something with music and imagine a guy that his back is itching and he's just trying to tell someone <laughs> with the piano that I need help. Oh, that'd be tough.